Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. And welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Mark Schindler for your Boxing Day recap. Coming up, Brooklyn beat a good team again. The Clippers fought back hard against a scrappy Pistons team. And Tyler Hero comes up big in Miami. Before we start, don't forget, guys, you can get this podcast with no ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Big game for the Nets as they attempt to extend their longest winning streak since moving to Brooklyn to nine games. And Mark, they did it. 125-117, they defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland thanks to 32 points from Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And uh, safe to say, Mark, the Brooklyn Nets are pretty freaking good. Yeah, that's one way to put it, man. I mean, like you just mentioned, they, they beat the Bucks um, recently. They, they just beat the Cavs, two of the best defenses, if not the, the two best defenses in the NBA, um, while also cobbling together enough defense on their own to, to handle pretty good offensive teams in their own right. Um, Kevin Durant was just awesome tonight. Uh, I was a little bit surprised that the, the Cavs didn't try and blitz them earlier in the game. They really didn't do that until KD was out of the game uh, after he fouled out late. but. The shot making off the bounce contested was just unreal, man. Like he's just on a crazy, crazy heater of late. And the passing alongside it um, has been special. I would actually even say his defense, which is a part of his game that we tend to overlook. But this started, you know, when when Ben Simmons came back, Kevin Durant, it seemed, made a point to go and start guarding the other team's best player or if a guy got hot. And I think that sort of intensity kind of picked up for the rest of the team. But you're right, man. The offense, 5 of 8 from 3, 7 of 11 from 3 for Kyrie. And those two really led the way. But TJ Warren, 9 of 14 off the bench. Big minutes for the former Pacer. I know you're familiar with his game. You know, I I talked about how the Pacers were going to miss him so much last year, and that proved true. Man, he's been a huge addition since he came back. It's nice to get 20 points off the bench. Yeah, he just brings some really nice versatility to the team in terms of, like, they they ran him at small ball 5 a couple times during the game. Um, they get a lot out of him in terms of like, he's not a great defender, but just having his size and ability to stay in front of somebody is huge. Um, and like you mentioned, going back to Kyrie, he was on a heater in the fourth quarter, uh, went five of seven from the field, finished with 15 points. Um, it looked like the Cavs were, were toying with getting back in Darius Garland was absolutely phenomenal in this game. Yeah. I was going to say that the nets led by as much as 19 and then Darius Garland, man, when he gets cooking. There are not a lot of guys in the league that are as hot as he can get. He was 5 of 7 from 3, went to the free throw line 15 times, 13 of 15 from the line, uh, 46 points for Terrius Garland in this game. And and he was the only starter that had a, a plus, plus minus. He was plus 6 in 40 minutes. So 
you know, I mean, the Nets really were just outscoring Cleveland when he was off the court. And Darius Garland, though, continues to impress him and Donovan Mitchell. That's a heck of a one-two punch. Yeah, it's tough because it's not even that I felt that the Cavs were bad defensively. It was just the issues that they had offensively gave the Nets more possessions, gave them more opportunities. Like, for example, uh, the Cavs went 4-14 on corner threes. And I think, if, if I remember correctly looking at it, it was 2 of 11 on open corner threes. And that feels right in watching. I mean, the Nets were extremely aggressive in loading up on the roller, not giving Jared Allen or Evan Mobley a step to, to create and make things happen. And they were willing to let off of anybody in the slot or corner for most of the game. Cavs just couldn't have an answer for that. They felt like they were playing four on five on offense most of the time. Couldn't unlock the big-to-big passing that really is a staple in their offense. Um, they're really just missing that one-wing player who opens things up for, for, for large stretches of the game. When you find yourself saying a team really misses Dean Wade, right? They do. You're in a certain position. And, and to be fair to them, though, you give up 18 of 30 from three. And, and give up, by the way, is, is a bit harsh because it is three-point shooting. There's a lot of luck and variance. But 18 of 30 from three, 60% shooting for Brooklyn, that's going to be hard to overcome. So, you know, silver lining here for Cleveland, they only lost by eight. Yeah. I mean, exactly like you mentioned, only lost by eight. If they shoot like... 40% on corner triples, they're they're right there. Maybe this game goes to overtime. So it's small things make a big difference. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Tyler Hero comes up clutch with a late jumper, even though he wasn't hitting shots the whole game, to give Miami a victory 113 to 110. Max Strews had 19. Kyle Lowry had 18. And the Miami Heat are back to 500, Mark. All is good. They're on the way up. Man, it was kind of hilarious, too, because Rudy Gobert was checked out for most of the fourth quarter. Comes back in. Tyler Hero hits that three right over him. Granted, not on, not, not Rudy's fault necessarily, but there is some catharsis in there. Um, that was his only made three of the night tonight, and I thought this was a really good game from Tyler Hero. I really, uh, I really loved the way that he attacked the floor. Uh, open things up. He had some issues getting by Nas Reed later in the game. And again, I think that says more about Nas Reed than it did about Tyler Hero tonight. But um, he wasn't forcing some of his pull-up twos. He was good getting into the lane, just opening things up. Part of that was having a, you know, Orlando Robinson was huge off the bench. I loved his role game, what he brought with force on rolls getting towards the rim. Um, this was not a pretty game by any stretch for the Heat, but their defense with a little bit of rejuvenation on offense and Max Drews's first good game in like, a year it feels like, uh, obviously not a year, but close enough. Uh, was was really big in getting them this one. The the Heat were without Bam Adebayo, and they started Nikola Jovic at center. Um, but they may have stumbled onto a guy in Orlando Robinson. He had 15 points, nine rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a block on seven of nine shooting off the bench. And this has been an issue for them. Bam misses time, and they don't have anyone who can slide in. They actually don't have the opportunity to even play a different way and uh, 27 minutes in this game from him tonight, plus four off the bench. That's huge. They lose those minutes usually. Yeah. Dwayne Dedman's really been rough this year. Having somebody with some length, some activity, and again, just bringing anything offensively is huge. And he brings a real versatile skill set. So 
I'm interested to see what happens with him moving forward. Yeah, another big scoring night for Anthony Edwards. 29 points, 11 of 16 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. And, you know, Edwards in space. Edwards in space. Edwards in space. We've been talking about this since Carl Anthony Towns went down with the injury. Um, what do you think about Edwards with space tonight? Uh, I thought he, he was pretty good. He struggled at times, too. He had eight turnovers tonight. Again, I think part of that was... Uh, it's been nice to see him trying to make the reads that he has been, uh, but the only issue tonight was a lot of his stuff felt premeditated. The Heat sniffed out a lot of that. It was, you know, the corner skips, things to the slot. They they could see him seeing it. it, but again, that he is seeing it is huge. That's been a really nice development from him over the last couple of weeks. Um, but man, Nas Reed tonight. Nas Reed off the bench, 29 minutes. 21 points, 11 rebounds, a couple of assists. He was plus 13. That's a game high for the Timberwolves. It's actually a game high overall. And you mentioned Gobert was a little bit checked out. Minus 14 in this game. I mean, he, he was not just checked out. He was ineffective when he was out there, despite you know going 5-7 of seven from the field. I just felt like he didn't play with a lot of force, which Nas Reed, that's what he does. Yeah. No, 100%, man. He... He's been really damn good since Carl Anthony Towns went down, and this game felt like one of the. Even though they lost, this was like one of those ice cap moments where you're like, okay, you know, I tweeted this out like I can't just tweet this is the Nas Reed game anymore because every game is turning into the Nas Reed game. Like I mentioned earlier, the, the switchability was nice. He had a couple of really good moments stopping Tyler Hero down the stretch, where that was the worst that I felt about their offense. Like they were really playing in the flow most of the fourth quarter, and then they get down to okay, we're going to try and isolate and switch hunt. Nas Reed moves his feet too well. He's really improved as a defender. I wouldn't call him a great defender by any stretch, but he's gotten better. Um, his face-up game is in- incredibly good. He's he's a good passer. Um, he just brings a lot to like, man. And I legitimately think that they're going to have to answer some questions about what they do with the rotation moving forward. You read my mind, man, because they have some decisions to make when Carl Anthony Towns comes back. You know, they already have the coach coming out and talking about maybe parking him in the corner a little more often to create some of that space. I don't know if that's the right move, but you know, January 15th is coming up. It's fast approaching. And you know, I think a lot of teams in the league right now with, with how wide open it feels, a lot of teams are one, maybe two moves away, but there are a few that are one. There's no perfect team right now. I think everything should be on the table. And I'm not saying Mark that Nas Reed is playing so well. I would think about, you know, moving Rudy Gobert or moving Carl Anthony Towns. But I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> but you're not not thinking about it. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In Detroit, Paul George had to score 32 points and basically just run the show down the stretch to overcome a 14-point deficit for the Clippers to force overtime. Luckily, Terrence Mann hit some big shots including a tying jumper with five seconds left in regulation. That closed a 16-2 run for the Clippers to take it to overtime. And once in overtime, Clippers dominated. They outscored the Pistons 14-3. Another big game from Paul George. The Clippers starting to find their way a little bit. Now 20-15, and 15, moving up the standings in the Western Conference. And, and this is what you need out of Paul George late. 
He's got to find guys, you know, when, when opposing defenses are trying to shut him down, he's got to find guys, and he did that in this game late tonight. Yeah, he had an exemplary passing game tonight, like you were mentioning. Um, I, I mean, there are a few things more enjoyable than watching Paul George Cook on a, on a Monday evening, as far as I'm concerned. So that was great to see. Um, this team, though, and I, and I don't mean to take this in a negative direction, it's just hard to get a read on the Clippers. Like, granted, I, and this is less about Kawhi resting and more they played 10 or 11 guys in the rotation pretty regularly. Um, they went deep into their bench tonight. Like you mentioned, they emptied the bench, but it was because they were down 14 points in the fourth quarter to a, a frankly bad Pistons team. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. But like, I mean, they, they got back in and scrapped in because like you mentioned, Terrence Mann was awesome. Moses Brown was huge late. They just absolutely slaughtered Detroit in transition in the last three minutes. Um, but it was... It was one of those games again where it just makes you feel kind of awkward about where the Clippers are at. If you want to, if you want to feel even more awkward, Avisa Zubac had to play 41 minutes in this game. And that I mean that tells you quite a bit. They've their depth is a big issue for them. And then there's more plus minus action. Terrence Mann plus 28. John Wall minus 26. John Wall was out there for a big run by the Pistons, and Terrence Mann made things happen when he was out there late with Paul George. I, I look. We've got questions over on Nerder that have been coming up repeatedly about the Clippers. The fact that they don't run any offense. They don't get system buckets. Everything has to be created with a dribble advantage, pretty much. It's a dribble or a cut, and you're not getting much else. And that's why they tend to run into these problems. Now, they're lucky that they have Paul George, and then theoretically they have Kawhi Leonard when he's out there and playing. But it seems to me like you'd be trying to come up with a way to get easy wins especially when you're playing a bad Pistons team. Pistons fall to 8-28. and 28. They are uh, primed and ready for Victor Wimanyama. I mean, I, you know, what is there to say about the Pistons? Uh, well, yeah, this one, this was rough, man. Uh, Killian Hayes honestly had a really good game tonight. Like, he's been playing so well lately, and it's felt legit. He continues to do good things. Jalen Duran had some monster moments in this game. I thought Isaiah Stewart played really well offensively. Um, and then... The last three minutes happened, and like I, I like like we're talking about, like this, this the the fourth quarter was owned by the Pistons until this three minute stretch, and it just a, a light switched. It was gross. Um, I mean, this is that, that's that's a loss from a young team, but also they're playing vets. Like Bojan was out there, Alec Burks was closing. Like this was a uh, I I think my biggest hang up with this team, even though they're rebuilding their defense really needs to find some kind of identity because they don't have a positive one right now. They do not play with force. I would rather they had guys fouling out than playing the way that they play on defense sometimes. And, I mean, it's telling to me that none of these guys had more than four fouls. Four is the most. And I think that that aggressiveness, they need to kick that up a notch. I did like the offensive rebounding from Duran in this game. I mean, that that's where the league is heading. And if you're a young big who can offensive rebound, you're probably going to stay in a job for a good long time. I, I think that they are going to be good. These players have talent. You mentioned Killian Hayes, 18 points, 10 assists. This is the best stretch of his career. And I thought before the season started that he was not an NBA player. I mean, this is this is a guard who only has one hand. So how often do those guys succeed? But, you, you know, he's been on a nice little run here. It looks like a piece who maybe he's going to develop in, into a role player for them. Yeah, no, 100%, man. He's really showed some good things. As much as it sucks seeing Kate out, it has been very cool to see him and Jaden Ivey take on um, 
you know, just different roles and, and, and find out what they are doing more in, in those roles. It's been fun to watch. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. Mark, get out of here. Ding, ding, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>